0: Welcome to our sparring session. In our sparring sessions, we invite our guests to showcase their skills in a realistic scenario. In these sessions, don't look at what I do. Look at what our guest does and learn from their style. In some sessions, I'm pretty easy to deal with, but usually my goal is to become the embodiment of your worst nightmare. Someone who is unnaturally persistent, unnecessarily difficult, and at times a little bit socially awkward. I want these conversations to be more difficult than it would be in real life so that when you encounter these situations, you'll know exactly how to handle it. We do the exact same thing with our trainings and in our one-on-one coaching sessions with clients. I strongly recommend listening to the accompanying episode with our guest that came earlier. It's probably the most recent episode. This will give you a little bit more context and help you to develop a better understanding of the scenario. And now, without further ado, let's jump into our sparring session. Alright, so in this sparring session. I've been inspired by the candy sitting in front of me, the Swedish fish sitting on my desk right now. So I am going to be somebody within the marketing department of Swedish fish, which would be fantastic.
1: How amazing Uh, would that be?
0: That would be incredible and incredibly unhealthy. I feel like it would just be too much for me to handle. Just (laughs) way too much. (laughs) So I'll be in the marketing department and Mark will be the company's procurement officer and I want to get a marketing agency to handle our marketing and Mark is going to try to reconcile some of the internal conflicts we might have and see if we can get on the same page before talking to the possible suitors. Sound good? Cool. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, Mark, thanks for coming to the office today. I'm excited to chat.
1: Kwame, I'm so glad that you had me in because I really want to chat with you about what it is you're trying to achieve, what it is you're looking for, and how I can help you facilitate that process.
0: Yeah, so I guess in a sentence, what I want to achieve is candy domination here. We've been losing market share to the gummy bears, and I feel like the issue is exposure. I feel as though our marketing has gotten a little bit stale. We've kind of been resting on our laurels here, so we need to do a uh, serious offensive here when it comes to getting our name out there and we need simply need to hire the best marketing firm that we can possibly hire to get things going in the right direction
1: awesome okay so i'm just going to repeat back to you what i heard you say and you can tell me whether or not it's correct okay so what i heard you say was that you want to be more dominant in the marketplace that you've been losing market share to gummy bears And you need a new company to help you to get more dominance and get market share back. Would you say that's fair? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, perfect. So what are your plans from a marketing perspective to try and get back more market share? Tell me more about that.
0: The first thing that I want to do, I want to start domestic. I want to start here in the US. And I want to target younger people from uh, first grade to... 12th grade. So K through 12 really target that market hard. Okay, cool.
1: I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me thinking that maybe the older generation isn't necessarily eating as much candy. Do we have data that suggests that the younger generation is going to be the area where that's going to tick up? What do you mean? So what I'm thinking is if you're going to change your marketing approach, like what I heard you say was typically we've been marketing older generations. They're not buying as much. So we need to change our marketing to focus towards younger generations. What data do we have that actually proves that? I just want to make sure that I'm spending your money appropriately. And what I don't want to have happen is for us to spend a ton of money that doesn't necessarily get you the return that you want.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate that, Mark, but I mean, it's, Do I have data? Did I throw out little scientists to go and run some numbers or anything like that? No, I didn't. I've been in this role for 37 years. I know the tides of the market. I mean, we're Swedish fish. I know about tides. Okay. So here's the thing. (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry that was, i couldn't hold back all right keep going we're good we're here <laughs> so it's common sense people in the millennial generation and gen y they're all into this crossfit and paleo diet and all this stuff and sugar's getting a bad rap i get it so we need to get to people who don't know that kind of stuff that's k through 12 it's obvious they're a booming market and they have more um buying power than ever i assume i think that's the way to go
1: interesting Okay. Maybe you could tell me more about why you want to market towards kids. Is there something specific about kids that you think will attract them to Swedish fish that maybe they haven't seen
0: before? The reason that I think that children would be especially interested in this is the fact that, well, obviously sugar, sugar matters. Kids at this age are obsessed with sugar. So I think it's about making sure that... Hmm, I guess I don't (laughs) really have. (laughs) So pause, this is a really good place to end. And this is why, because the questions that you're asking are just, they are laser focused. And I know what you're trying to do here because what you're doing is you clearly don't agree with me. And so without saying that you disagree, you're asking laser focused questions to have me expose my ignorance So I recognize
1: that I need to adjust my position. That's 100% correct. And And it may not necessarily be that I disagree with you. I just want to make sure that we're spending the money properly, right? So we're not going to make a decision as a procurement organization to spend money where we don't have data to prove that it makes sense to spend that money.
0: We are now offering conflict management and negotiation workshops for companies. If you like the content here and you think your team would benefit from getting a customized seminar, then all you need to do is email me or go to the American Negotiation Institute's website to learn more. And now, back to the show. This is great. This is brilliant. Because this is the first time, the show's been on for two years. This is the first time I've kind of like run out of imagination. Because the question was so good. That even though I was making everything up, there was really just no way to avoid the extreme lack of knowledge. But here's the thing. When it comes to decision-making with people, this isn't too far away from the truth. Because when you think about the work done by Daniel Kahneman when it comes to decision-making, he talks about two systems of processing when it comes to the way that we think. He calls them in general, system one versus system two. And system one is automatic processing. That's done with our primitive mind in the limbic system where we just come to an an emotional conclusion about something. And then system two is where we actually take the time to use our prefrontal cortex and think through things logically based on evidence and facts. So what ends up happening is that a lot of people, they make their decisions with system one, the primitive part of our brain, and then they justify it with system two. And so by asking questions that expose the fact that the reasoning that led me to this strong conclusion was really not based in reality, it just really plays onto that psychology because you're showing that, ah, you didn't think this through, you're just kind of feeling this. And I think that's how a lot of decisions are made in the business world as well.
1: Yeah. Absolutely right.
0: Man, that was shorter than I wanted it to be, but (laughs) that's how it it can go in these types of uh, negotiations sometimes. But I think there's another expert level thing that you did early on in the conversation, which was you uh, used what's called the empathy loop. And that's where you say, all right, I just want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So you said, x y and z is that correct and you give me an opportunity to correct your understanding and of course since you're an expert level listener you were spot on and so it does two things first of all it shows you're listening and it makes it more likely that we're on the same page going forward in the conversation and it also proves to me that you are listening because sometimes you can be a great listener and the other person simply doesn't give you credit Yeah. And so it forces me to say, "Yeah, Mark's a great listener." Okay, so at least that need, that psychological need that I have to be heard, has been met, and so that doesn't become a barrier later on in the conversation. So that was really a sharp, too. Awesome. Yeah, man, good work. Thanks, that man. Was work. Yeah, I had that fun. Was, yeah, that was fun. So next time I'm going to have to be tougher, and hope. we'll figure out <laughs> what you threw <laughs> right we'll do it. But
1: thanks
0: again, Mark. This was hey, listen, it was great, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you're liking what you're hearing, please leave a review and subscribe and tell your friends. Our goal is to help as many people as possible. And when you leave reviews, it makes it easier for people to find us in the searches. Thanks again for being a listener. I'll catch you in the next one.